Go! We are only growing here on the Fantasy Football Questcast, where we help you save, invest, all the good football card content is right here with my guy, Andy, who's been killing it on the channel lately, talking about card sets you should avoid. I got a few thoughts on that a little bit later in the live stream, but obviously to go a long way, hit the subscribe button, ring the bell, and the best thing you can do is leave a five-star review on whichever podcasting platform that we have today. Now, Andy, I shared with you a really spicy quarterback take, and I see a lot of people losing money just setting it on fire right now, and we'll get to that in just a second. But obviously a lot of news going on right now. However, we want to dive deep into wide receivers today, Andy, because over the last couple of weeks we've talked about quarterback sales data if you want to go back and listen to that we'll link it down below we'll talk about it um and obviously a few weeks ago we talked about running back data in the very next episode and today andy we're getting deep into the wide receivers oh yes we are carter because uh the market's heating up man the market has gone up across the board for so many different players players that have proven to be good last year, players that are, people are speculating on for 2022. Uh, it's exciting right now. I mean, if you're not profiting on cards that you bought in October, November, December of last year, then, I, man, you're, you're not subscribed to this channel. I don't know what it's you're it. doing. <laughs> huh? 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 And look, a few weeks ago, you could get some amazing rookie ticket autos of some wide receivers that have already made Pro Bowls and that are still – relatively young and a lot of those receivers are on new teams so andy you know for an overview we're going to talk about the different sets of some of the wide receivers here including justin jefferson who to me is the youngest aka slash best wide receiver for the next five years you can invest in but andy when you look at all the players what really jumps out at you well i'll say the first thing that jumps out at out to me is that people aren't really comping on these more rare cards. And what, what we mean by comping is comparing similar prices of either the same card and looking at the recently sold items on whatever marketplace you're shopping, probably most likely eBay, or you're, you're looking at a similar player from the same draft class that is at their peak. Like you take uh, Justin Jefferson versus CD lamb, for example, same draft class, but uh, much different production over the last two years. And you compare the prices of those two players. And I'm noticing a lot of people aren't doing that on these rare cards. We're, we're going to talk about National Treasures, Flawless, Immaculate, Rookie Ticket Autos, Optic Hollow Autos, Prism Silver Autos, and even Mosaic for 2020-2021. And look at some of those numbers because people are not comparing these recently sold items. Um, and it shows in, in the the amount of uh, the, the sold value, the way it varies between card to card and player to player. Um, and I think a lot of it may be driven off of just the eye appeal, the design um, in it of itself. And, and people are being a little bit impulsive right now. Uh, and it's hard not to with, with all the, uh, the team moves and the historic NFL offseason that we're having. Yeah, and, you know, right off the jump here, Andy, I, I want to get into sets 
along with the player. So it's, you know, you're a big Mike Evans collector and this guy has Tom Brady back. We all know about it's a thousand yard uh, season streak and he is quietly putting together a hall of fame career, but he's kind of strange in that you can never really pinpoint the year that Mike Evans was a top three or top four wide receiver in the NFL. So, you know, he is like an elite player, but is he really elite elite like the same way you view a Terrell Owens uh he's not Mm. but as far as you know data you know you can go all the way back to 2012 when Prism was first released and and find some pretty incredible stuff yeah absolutely Carter and and you know as as they go back you know the cards inherently get more rare uh, from the same sets you know you do have more players in the game before um before 2016 when Pinini took over that exclusive license from the NFL and NFLPA, uh, but let's Carter. Let's look at these these modern day guys because this is wild, right? Justin Jefferson, uh, arguably number one dynasty wide receiver in consensus over Jamar Chase. I know it's very close. When I look at the card values, Jamar Chases are about twice as much as Justin Jefferson. Um, and what's what's interesting, right? So look at Justin Jefferson because we have all of his cards out from 2020. And you could look at his National Treasures, numbered out of 99 RPA, about $260 raw. You look at the Flawless. Now, Flawless is very hard set to find comparable sold prices on because they are very rare. They don't even have numbered out of 99 cards. We're talking numbered out of 20, numbered out of 10 and less. So very rare cards, very hard to get comparable prices on those. Some of them even have uh, diamonds and other gems like inserted within the card. So those are those are really difficult. I'm going to skip those for now um, and look at Immaculate, which is a really nice. A lot of people like the Immaculate design over National Treasures. And the recent comps for Justin Jefferson's Immaculate numbered out at 99 is $250. So about the same as the National Treasures. But then we look at Contenders Rookie Ticket Autos. You know, my favorite set, which I think is grown on you as your favorite set. Those for Justin Jefferson, numbered out of 99 rookie ticket autos, are going for $300 to $350. More than more than NT, more than Immaculate. And what does that tell me? Well, it tells me, once again, we talk about it on this channel all the time, rookie ticket autos are the shiznit. Notice I didn't say the actual bad word, but they really are. Right, especially in what we see right now, the 2021. And we talked about this, you know, last week. It's a little bit of a throwback, a little bit of paid homage to that 2001 with some of those inserts that they have in there. So, you know, it goes to show you that people really still care about that rookie ticket auto. And Andy, you can go on there and I, I see. You know, I know this sounds like an LSU live stream because we're talking about Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase, Andy. Obviously, LSU football is my full-time job. Power Hour LSU, that's what I do, okay? It pays the bills. I have a lot of fun with it. But uh, Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase cards are a little bit out of my price range for something that I really, really, really do want. But what's crazy to me, Andy, is this new 2021 set. You see Terrace Marshall. This guy did absolutely nothing as a rookie. I freaking love Terrace Marshall, Shreveport, Louisiana. Mm. You see some of his cards in this new set going for 60, 70, uh, well, not 60, 70, but in the 20s and the 30s and the 40s, which is about the same price you can get a Deontay Johnson 
rookie ticket auto. And this guy's already made a freaking Pro Bowl. More that you can get, you know, a, a DJ Chark rookie ticket auto. And I know he's going to Detroit, but still, um, it, it, it's crazy to me how much people love the rookie ticket autos with some of the prices of just the wide receivers, the running backs, and, and even the quarterbacks. But obviously, we're focusing just in on wide receivers, Andy. And it just, it's pretty crazy to me how high some of Jamar Chase's cards have gotten already. Yeah, yeah, and I want to look at Jamar Chase. Uh, two more card sets I want to throw in there for Justin Jefferson that are really interesting to look at. You can see how sets like Select and Mosaic have been devalued. They are not held in nearly the same regard as National Treasures, Immaculate, Rookie Ticket Autos, and even Optic and Prism. You can see that the Optic Hollow numbered out of 99 for Justin Jefferson uh, recently sold for $300 and I will I would suggest that the market has gone up on this card since then um, and the the prism silvers have are going and these aren't even numbered these prism silver autos and this is a sticker auto these are going for around $320 so uh, you can see there a legacy silver prism for 125 and then a select and a mosaic silver prism autos going for around 150 so you can see how the market has devalued those sets over the rookie ticket autos, the national treasures, the immaculates. Those have really risen to the top. Um, and it's even more evident when we look at um, Jamar Chase in 2021, Carter. This this is what really blows my mind. Now, now we don't have all the data that I want for Jamar Chase because his uh, national treasures Pro uniform product is not out yet. Um, the best I have is a collegiate product out of 25, about $310. Um, flawless, same thing, college only right now. And those numbered out of 20, those are probably about the more, most common flawless collegiate products you can find for him, about $500. Immaculate, though, for Jamar Chase is out, numbered out of 99. These are Really nice cards. I would say these go for an average of $500. Now, what's weird is this is where people aren't really comparing these values very good on, on just like looking up Jamar Chase Immaculate because the price varies wildly between uh, sold items. So I'm going to, it's it's just, um, it's it's wild to me to think that you could God see. God bless. Wow. Yeah, you could see one Jamar Chase selling for $810 and then another one selling for $500 with arguably, you know, the same the same scarcity, right? The same exact scarcity, yeah. both numbered out of 99, a little bit different design, both on-card autos. It, it just blows my mind, the price variance on some of these. Yeah, I think some of that's Burrow. I, I really do. Obviously, you know, dating back Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase – you know, especially now that Ed Orgeron's kind of fired, uh, it, well, he is fired. A lot of people see how legendary that connection was. And we saw it in the Super Bowl where Jamar Chase would have had the game-winning touchdown had uh, they blocked Aaron Donald on that play. Jamar Chase's talent is obviously pretty evident. And, Andy, I really do think some of that Joe Burrow being his quarterback is kind of baked in there. And then, you know, people just aren't as comfortable with Kirk Cousins being Justin Jefferson's quarterback. So I think that's part of it here, Andy. But also Jamar is just the new thing. A lot of it is just this card is out right now, right? And it, it, it's very interesting. You look at – I saw some of the data you were sharing there. 
uh, about Debo Samuel, CeeDee Lamb, and a, and a bunch of other highly ranked dynasty wide receivers. I'm curious what you have to say uh, about those guys. Yeah, absolutely. And one more set I'll throw in there for uh, Jamar Chase to really paint a pic- picture here about the rookie ticket autos. When you look at Jamar Chase's rookie ticket autos, even the redemptions that are, um, you know, so for example, the, the redemption right here, this is not serial number. This is selling for $800. And we know, and maybe the people bought this don't understand, but it's right now it's taking close to a year to send these in and get these cards back from Panini, these redemption cards. Uh, so that's a really like, you know, delayed gratification purchase. Yeah. And, 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 and we know the, the 2021 rookie ticket autos are out in the wild right now. And those for Jamar Chase are selling for around $1,000. And these are not serial numbered at all. So, so far, I'm seeing a lot of love, a lot of love for the 2021 Rookie Ticket Auto. I think this is a very popular design. You and I have talked about it. I I really like this New Year's Rookie Ticket Auto design. uh, And and it's evident in the recently sold items in, in the market. This is my favorite design. And then once again, going back to that insert that they have in it, it's just so freaking clean. So, you know, for me, Andy, I'm I'm the target market for Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. And obviously I'm going to get their rookie ticket autos at some point, but my funds just don't line up with what those are going for uh, right now. Uh, but, you know, it, to me, it's just fascinating, you know, how good these wide receivers are. Every year, every draft class is producing some really all-time great talents. It, it is truly incredible what Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson did in their first couple of years. And then, once again, you had Debo's and you got the uh, the Cooper Cups of the world, and we've seen their values just absolutely positively explode. So, once again, if you're listening to this audio, we also have a YouTube version where Andy is showing you different price points of recently sold items and uh you know cd lamb he's got this iconic signature and now that amari cooper's out of the equation targets are going to go up for old cd yeah the thing is people i I think there's a lot of hobbyists that aren't great at projecting these (laughs) this kind of stuff like vacated targets and and target share and some of the advanced opportunity metrics that we look at in fantasy football to that um, are driving CD Lamb up our draft boards. You know, we're starting to take him closer because we know that this is going to uh, more than likely 90 plus percent chance that Dallas is going to be uh, at a 4,000 plus passing yard season. And CD Lamb is going to have a 20 to 25% target share, probably. You know, <laughs> so if you do the math, that's a thousand plus receiving yard season for CD Lamb. It's the largest market in the NFL, Dallas Cowboys. Uh, the NFC East is still a relatively soft division. I think the Dallas Cowboys are definitely going to be looking at another playoff run. Uh, the defense is still solid. So there's a lot of key components they're going to have back there. And it's interesting to see how much lower CD Lamb's prices are than Justin Jefferson. It is. I'm still not a true CD believer, you know, just because Mike McCarthy's his head coach. Obviously, you know, CD underperformed our fantasy expectations last year, but obviously Amari Cooper out of the picture, the NFC getting softer. It's just 
you know, very tantalizing uh, for a lot of people out there. And once again, it's very important as a buyer, investor, collector. Uh, CD Lamb was in that legendary 2020 wide receiver class, obviously, with uh, with Justin Jefferson. So it's a, it's a very interesting – he's such an interesting player. And Andy, you know, Cooper Cup and, and Debo Samuel are, are two guys that have just, you know, took themselves to a different level. And something else to keep in mind about both of those guys is, look – those guys won the most fantasy leagues last year. Where you drafted them, uh, you can go look at the percentages. Cooper Cup won you the most fantasy football leagues. Uh, Debo Samuel won you the most fantasy football leagues. If not, they got you really far in the playoffs, and it was highly likely if you had either one of them or both, you were at minimum in the fantasy football playoffs, and that makes people excited. You know, those guys helped you win money. Uh, so, you know, you, you kind of, grow that connection you saw some Debo cards just go for a lot and obviously Cooper Cup cards I invested in a Cooper Cup pretty heavy actually I sold a lot of them before the season even began I wish I held on to more of them um it it paid off for a lot of people Andy It, it really is incredible what the wide receiver market is doing for those guys as well yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I gathered data for Debo Samuel as well. Um, the the data for CeeDee Lamb pretty much stayed relatively the same, you know, in correlation to that of Justin Jefferson. You can see his prices are about 50 percent of what Justin Jefferson's are. So, you know, CeeDee Lamb uh, investors out there can get excited about that, knowing that the comparison is that much lower. Um, with the possibility, which is the possibilities there, Carter, you know, if, if Mike MacArthur <laughs> doesn't, uh, doesn't ruin it for him. Right. Ah, ah, ah. But okay. So this is where people I'm finding are, are not doing a good job of comparing him. And maybe this is that Cali money. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Let's look at this Carter. So here's, here's a couple immaculate cards, both numbered out of 99 for Debo Samuel. One sold for $150, $160 in auction. The other one sold for roughly $400 in a buy it now format, just one day apart. Are you kidding me? Was the gap that big? Huh? The, huh? Uh, the gap was that not big. Even the gap was that big. They're not even looking. People are just and it goes to show you, Andy, the, the power of the buy it now. Mm, very true. And here's here's another uh, example, Carter, of two buy it now. So you got one buy it now of a numbered out of 99 iMac patch, the same exact design virtually, except the patch, the, the, the you know, the two colors of the patch are just not lined up the exact same as that top card. You can see one is like a 50-50 red and black patch, and the other one's like a 75% red, 25% black, both on card auto, both numbered out of 99. One sold for $400 in a buy it now. The other one, five days earlier, sold for about 160 in a buy it now format. This is just a massive difference for a car. Like, did that March 20th guy that spent $400 not look? and see if there was some recently sold to this same card and found one five days earlier that was accepted for around $160? And this is, you know, a valuable lesson. If you're just listening to this for the first time, Andy, 
it is very important for people to filter buy it now searches. And a lot of people don't want to say this, Andy, but you know, we try and be as transparent and honest as we possibly can when we do the show. Buy it now eBay searches is what fuels pricing. It just does. You can watch any sports card vlog right now. And if you don't, I mean, you're just going to see it. Everyone, when they're buying cards, they filter buy it now. And what do they say, Andy? They say the last one sold for. And that's how Mm -hmm. the market works. Mm -hmm. So it's very key to understand how to filter buy it now. It's very simple. You go to eBay, you type in your search items, and all you got to do is on the left corner, if you're on a desktop, if you're on mobile, it's going to be on the right side. You go down, you scroll down a little bit, you got to scroll down and just click buy it now. And then you'll see what the recently solds are for that item, depending on your search and similar items as well. It's very critical you do that because this person with Debo Samuel uh, you see it. I mean, if you're watching on YouTube, $200 differences for very similar cards. Yeah. And, and, you know, with some of the more, it gets some unethical practices in some of the auctions. You can kind of tell yeah. when there's zero feedback buyers bidding, you know, $5,000 on a card. It's a little shady, you know, we don't, right. it, it's, it's really hard to kind of see. So that's why some people are driving up auctions only to have that you know recently sold item go up in value so you can say hey this sold an auction so that's why you know carter said buy it now buy it now is a much better um you know indicator to look at it's a much better marker to look at when you know trying to compare recently sold items um i want to ask you about this 2019 national treasures design for debo samuel right here because you can see another you know 150 dollars price difference um, on a couple buy it nows for Debo Samuel, same scarcity, both numbered out of 99. And and um, you look at this, and I know that the, the big red patch and the red, bold red colors on the bottom one are jumping out, but does that really warrant a $150 increase in this card? Heavens no, <laughs> especially considering it's just one big old giant red patch. And if you are new to patch cards, I'm a stickler about this, Andy. I like a multicolored patch. And I think a lot of people actually agree with me. I don't think that's really a hot take at all. Um, And you could see it, right? Uh, You could see it across the hobby. It's not just football. Uh, It's even bigger, honestly, in basketball. You know, the the, the patches having a three-color patch. And what that means essentially is, is you're getting a stitching of a jersey instead of one just big old blank patch of a uniform so it's obviously a game changer and if you're looking on youtube here you see it uh that's just a patch uh both of these are 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 just like a big old chunk white patch or big old chunk red patch andy i would prefer the card at the top uh right there over that one simply because you know the the auto is a little bit more centered and it's just an overall cleaner card yeah, you can't even see Debo's jersey number. You can't even really see 85% of his body on that bottom one. It's just wow. like a giant patch that, you know, has, has never been really truly worn from him in any type of game or anything. No. Um, what's interesting, and, and this is, I think, a big takeaway. I think we've touched on this before. Uh, you know, you see these values 2021 and uh, – or not 2021, but 2020 optic, hollow, autograph cards, numbered out of 99 
holding the same value as those more rare sets, the Immaculates, the the National Treasures, um, some of the rookie ticket autos. But we go to 2019, we've actually, we know that by doing our research, the 2019 optic is in fact more rare. Um, there's less of them. There's less parallels. There's less inserts. They printed less of that product. And I, in fact, I'm seeing a lower sold value on average for 2019 optic cards, the same exact scarcity. Here you can see uh, Debo Samuel uh, March 9th for $160. And I really like that card, even though it, it does look like a sticker, it is a lower serial number too, that number seven out of 99. I like that. And that's why it's very key to do those buy it now searches, Andy. So that was a lot of fun looking at the wide receiver data. And obviously our big takeaway, you look at this rookie ticket auto, Debo's, his rookie ticket autos are beautiful. Um, they really are. You can get some really good prices. And, you know, that one right there, 10-10 auto slab uh, grade. I mean, that's just incredible in that SGC. And if you are listening to this uh, via audio, uh, you know, the, the basic gist of this, Andy, is you can get some steals, but at the same time, make sure you do your price checking as well. Absolutely. Make sure you do your price checking every time you buy a card, especially when you're spending any type of considerable amount of money because you want to make sure you get the best deal. I mean, and, and we're not just talking like, hey, you know, we're nickel and diamond over five, ten dollars. Like we showed you, this could potentially cost you a couple hundred dollars if you don't do it right. So that's that's why it, it's so important. And then, you know, understanding the scarcity um, and understanding the the amount of variety when you go back uh, 2019, 2018, 2017, different players. It's uh, it's really important. That's, that's the main drivers that differentiate sports cards from playing fantasy football is all the variety. Right. And before we get into some spicy QB takes here, this was a lot of fun. Andy, I really appreciate your hard work looking at this. Once again, the major overarching point is you can get some really filthy deals on wide receivers. You really can. And mm -hmm. we truly do believe in wide receivers in the hobby. Um, once again, it's always going to be a quarterback-driven hobby. We're not going to shy away from that. But now that these rookie wide receivers are so good, and a lot of times you're going to have more great rookie wide receivers than you will have rookie quarterbacks, uh, I, I think the wide receiver market is going to go up. Whereas in the last episode, we warned you against Jonathan Taylor and we showed you what LaDainian Tomlinson cards and what uh, Adrian Peterson cards go for now. And it's crazy how cheap they are. I still think those are really good buys. You could still get some really good autograph rookie cards from those guys in the hundreds, two hundreds, three hundred dollars range. And that those are steals. Those are the two best running backs of this era. And Andy, I'm going to leave you with one parting thing. You could do the same thing with wide receivers as well. You could still get some amazing Calvin Johnson cards, some unbelievable parallels. You can get some amazing Julio Jones cards as he enters into the final stage of his career. And we didn't talk about them too much. Devontae Adams. You could still get Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins for some really good price points as well. I would warn against Cooper Cup because, you know, he is, you know, the wide receiver in the NFL right now. Um, and Devontae Adams' prices have gone up as well because he did make arguably the most shocking recent move, the, the most shocking move of a non-quarterback. Uh, 
But once again, it, it, it's crazy what you can get for some of these legendary wide receivers, Andy. Yeah, uh, Devontae Adams rookie ticket autos are going for less than $200. Uh, not serial numbered, on-card auto, though. Uh, these are really nice cards right now. They're going for about $150, $200, which blows my mind. Uh, however, we know what what youth, what uh, the unknown, the unknown ceiling does to players in the NFL. There's a lot more volatility in the younger guys, uh, but that $150 investment in a Devontae Adams rookie ticket auto is a lot safer. Um, and you, you know, you've got a lot more concrete evidence behind that investment than you do in uh, even Justin Jefferson, CeeDee Lamb, any of the any of the super young guys. I'll say this, right? If the Raiders make a run in that AFC division with Herbert and the Chargers and Mahomes and the Chiefs and Wilson and the Broncos, if he makes a run, he immediately becomes one of the greatest Raiders of the modern era simply because he left because he always wanted to be a Raider and he always wanted to be back with his friend David Carr and the – um, the the thing that he wanted, the, the safer thing would have been to stay in the, the weaker NFC and stay with Aaron Rodgers. And he probably would have set a ton of records, but he did this on his own. And, you know, something about that, the Raiders have the most diehard fan base of them all. And Devontae Adams is a bigger star than his quarterback, which is also a very rare thing in the NFL. So I still think he's got some major upside if the Raiders do what we don't expect them to do, which is make a run in the AFC next year. So I still think there's a lot of potential, and there's also a relatively high floor because I think Adams has been to the Pro Bowl every year since 2017. I think he is a pretty safe Hall of Famer. Um, I think it's pretty safe to say he's been a top three, no less than top five receiver, Andy, of the past five years. So I, I think it's very interesting that you can get his rookie ticket auto for 131 compared to a Jamar Chase rookie ticket auto, which is going for a thousand. And once again, it's just that new shine, Andy. That new shine, baby. Huh? Huh? That new shine, man. Not not to mention Devontae Adams had over 1,300 receiving yards, double-digit touchdowns with Derek Carr at Fresno State. I mean, you gotta love this this reunited. I mean that that uh, that offense array, the whole AFC West is just insane. They they've gone nuclear, Carter. They just they've gone nuclear. So now it's time to talk about some spicy 2022 takes before we get into hobby tip of the week and plays of the week. And Andy, I'm gonna go on a crusade here, right? I don't like Trevor Lawrence. I don't, and I think a lot of people are going to lose a lot of money, right? So we get this story out about Urban Meyer, right? Another Urban Meyer story, okay? And yes, Urban Meyer, you won't see me show any sympathy towards a Florida Gator or Ohio State legend. And he obviously went down in flames. I tried to warn everyone that this was going to be a disaster, but here's the thing. A lot of people are looking at this and saying, well, that's why Trevor Lawrence was bad. It's because, you know, he had this the worst coach, arguably, in NFL history who's grinding on teenagers or 20-year-olds, whatever. And, you know, that's why the Jaguars sucked. And now Aaron Rodgers is going to be better with a Super Bowl winning coach and Doug Peterson. 
And Andy, before I get into I mean, Trevor Lawrence, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Before I get into this conversation here about Trevor Lawrence, just give me your thoughts on what you truly feel about this guy. I feel that he's incredibly hyped up, right? The draft pedigree, the college resume. Now you bring in the new coach. Now you bring in, I mean, the thing is, like, I've made some good money on Christian Kirk. People are excited about the Jacksonville Jaguars in 2022. Uh, it's so hard for me to invest him in at this point because everything new that comes out for him in these big major products from 2021 are going to be so expensive. And it's almost like they are set up to go down by October, November. Um, you know, we see this happen year in, year out with other players. And they're, they're, they're set up like if you were to bought into Joe Burrow, for example, October, November. Now, and he did experience that, that horrific knee injury. But just, just for an example, he was a rookie. Uh, this is Trevor's second year. You could have bought into Joe Burrow in October, November last year and and made a bunch of money. I'm, my point is that October, November, prices go down historically if the, that team is not winning, if that player is not playing at MVP level. I know they brought in a lot of guys, Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Evan Ingram from the Giants, but it seems like it's a bunch of it's second tier like type of players. It's not, they don't have any like big superstar. It'll be interesting to see how they, you know, they got weapons, LaVisca Chanel, Travis Etienne. Uh, it's just, I don't know, man. I don't know if everything's going to gel together for them and, and they're going to be able to put it on the field and execute and actually win games uh, in the AFC. That's I'm out. I'm already out uh, on Trevor. I'm out. Okay. So, you can make all the excuses for him in the world. He wasn't good last year. There was a long streak where he wasn't scoring touchdowns. And I know film Twitter still loves Trevor Lawrence. They do because his wide receivers were bad and they did drop a lot of passes. And the James Robinson scenario was a, a, a piece of crap. Okay. So look, that all those things are true. But that doesn't mean that Trevor Lawrence is going to have this huge second-year boom. And I think a lot of people are expecting Trevor to take that same leap into year two that Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert did. And people have it in their minds, holy crap, we saw what those Joe Burrow cards are going to do, right? And we are definitely going to get in early on Trevor Lawrence so we could see the same thing happen again. It's not going to happen. He's mm -hmm. not as good as those other two guys. Number one, his rookie numbers were really bad. They were so bad that even in garbage time situations, Andy, he wasn't fantasy relevant at all. Uh, it just wasn't good. And I do think his college career was overinflated. This was a guy who started every game his sophomore season, only had two 300-yard passing games that year, Andy. Yes, they blew out a lot of teams, but still, his last year was a lot better. But, you know, it, it, the hype cycle started so early because he beat Alabama um, it, as a true freshman. And that hype has just been building up. Now, I say this as someone that really likes Trevor Lawrence's personality. He is a very interesting guy. He's a guy that doesn't take life too seriously. He's a guy that does put in the hard work at the same time. Also, Andy, I don't think this matters too much, but Trevor Lawrence is really big into football cards himself. Obviously, with that 
tops situation that he did last year where he had his own uh re- release of tops cards that were his own design they were all designed by his sister or brother i believe and he also was at the super bowl on behalf of panini signing stuff with card collector too so the hobby like diehard hobbyists see trevor lawrence uh, he, they see him holding cards signing cards his signature is also very beautiful you see him, he takes a lot of time signing every autograph because he's a good dude. He, he he really does care. That doesn't mean he's good. Do I think he's going to be a decent quarterback? Absolutely. But I think he is more Derek Carr than he is Peyton Manning, than he is Justin Herbert, than he is Lamar Jackson, or any of the other elite MVP Super Bowl quarterbacks that we've seen. So, I'm out on Trevor Lawrence for even more reasons, okay? You see his rookie ticket auto is going for close to $1,000 already. Uh, Let's talk about the AFC, Andy, okay? Where is Trevor Lawrence going to get his wins? Yeah, that's what I was going to say, like – I mean, even if even if he comes out and plays incredible and com- completely turns the ship around from last year, how are they going to make it deep in the playoffs when you're in the AFC with the Bengals, the Broncos, the Chargers, the Chiefs, the Raiders? I mean, it's just like I don't see I don't see it happen. The Colts, which I think got an upgrade in Matt Ryan. I mean, just out, out of their own division with the Titans, the Colts and the Texans. I mean. I don't see how they're going to win that division. I don't see how they're going to make a playoff run. So it's like those cards are go- – I can almost say – I could say it right here with 100% confidence, Carter. His card values are going to go down by October, November. And here's here's something else I'll mention, okay? This is where I'm going to zag on that, all right? All of that, what I just said, is fading Trevor Lawrence as a long-term investment. So let me bring up his schedule here, Andy. His schedule is actually really good to start the season. They actually, uh, uh, let me see, are these, let me make sure this is the regular season. It is. So this is his, well, actually, no, the, the actual dates of the schedule haven't been released yet. I, I was looking at this, so we don't even know what his schedule is going to look like. I will say this, if he does have a, so the Jaguars are going to have um, a last place schedule. Okay, so if he does have a favorable start, like if you see the first game of the season is against, uh, so their opponents are out, it's just the dates. If his first few games are against the Giants, Washington, uh, Houston, and he puts up big numbers, then, you know, when the card market is still really hot at the start of the season, you could probably buy it and and flip it. But my thing is, you know, the price is already kind of baked in if his rookie ticket autos are already going for over a grand. I, I I just don't see it. I don't think he's going to hit that next tier of quarterbacks. I think he's going to be very good. Heck, he can even be Derek Carr good. But, and we talk about how much brands matter. He's in Jacksonville. That's, you know, not a big brand in the NFL, even though I like the Jaguars. Shout out David Garrard. Shout out Byron Leftwick. But they're the third biggest team in Florida, right? And to me, Andy, I just don't see it. I just don't. So I know a lot of people are going to buy his mosaic. And I saw a beautiful one-of-one mosaic. Uh, Jason at Dallas Card Investors had it in his hand. It's a beautiful card. You see some wonderful Trevor Lawrence designs. All that good stuff I said about him is true. He's just a good dude. I just don't believe it. 
I just don't, I just don't buy the hype. And I don't think he's going to get into that Allen Burrow and Herbert tier. Oh, there it is right there. Oh, look at that. My God. I didn't know it sold. 12 grand, man. Authenticity guarantee from eBay. So that's nice. You know, that is the guy. That is the card that the Dallas card investor guy had. One on one. God bless. 12 G's, Andy, for a mosaic one of one. Oh, man, that's that's steep. I, I think right now is a really good time to sell Trevor. You're right, man. The, the prices of this product, especially with the release timing right now of 2021 cards, we're still waiting on Prism. We're still waiting on Optic. We're still waiting on Select. The rookie ticket autos just came out. I mean, this is crazy. This is kind of unprecedented for the sports card hobby and so due to supply chain uh, issues and whatnot. But I mean, due to this release schedule, I mean, this is the time to sell Trevor because you have this limited supply and this hype through the roof. Um, and it's only going to go up, I think, the next couple of months. Imagine if they draft uh, Justin Ross, like in the second round. People are going to get even more excited about Trevor. Right. You know, draft offensive tackles. You know, they're going to get even more excited about um, the Jags. So, yeah, I, I see this head of steam like you do for Trevor right now. It's a great time to sell. And then if maybe if he tanks, I could see that something like that happening at the beginning of the season, like the Sam Darnold effect from last year, where, you know, he goes out and has all these rushing touchdowns. He looks great, puts on this great show for the first four weeks and then completely tanks and falls apart. And um, the, the problem with doing this with Trevor Lawrence, like you could have flipped Sam Darnold really well last year, made a lot of money. But Trevor Lawrence's cards are already so expensive. They're not like Sam Darnold where they were super cheap. And then he signed with the Panthers. They went up, and then he played good for a few weeks, and they went up even more. Trevor Lawrence's are already super expensive, so it's going to be really hard for them to go up more than than what they're at now and, and over the course of the next two months. I just think if your thought process is, well, we saw what Burrow did. Burrow made it to the freaking Super Bowl in a really crappy situation. Trevor's just not going to do it. It, 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 It's I I don't see the Jaguars even making the playoffs next year. So I like Doug Peterson. I like that he's a very analytics-driven guy, so that's going to help him win a few games. I just don't see it. I think Matt Ryan is actually going to work in Indy with Michael Pittman and Jonathan Taylor there. Are you kidding me? So, yeah, I'm I'm just out. I'm just out. I'm, I'm out on Mac Jones as well. I think Justin Fields is a very interesting buy in that weak NFC or the weaker NFC now. Um, I'm 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 just not in. I'm just not in. Um, I I could see a, a a Matt Ryan kind of buy if you're trying to pull a Stafford here. If he can make a Super Bowl run with the Colts, they have a really good roster. I could see it happening. I think Matt Ryan's played okay these last couple of seasons, better than what the record actually shows. I think the Falcons are the Falcons, just not the most well-run organization you'll ever see. So, uh, you know, Matt and Ryan uh, could be a very interesting buy right now. But, Andy, uh, you know, once again, it's so important to keep this in mind as well as far as release dates. So we talked about, you know, Mosaic being out, Rookie Ticket Autos. Remember, Prism is still coming out. And all these other sets, clearly Donruss. All this other stuff is going to be coming out soon. So if you are holding Trevor Lawrence Mosaic or really any 2021 Mosaic right now, I would – implore you to look into selling right now yeah absolutely supply is so so limited so scarce and it's so hot new product you know it's, it's got the most the players that we can speculate on um i i personally i'm big uh 
proponent of targeting singles. I mean, targeted singles, you could yeah. target 2021 rookie ticket auto. I'll share my play of the week for, for the end when we get the plays of the week. But there's there's some good value out there, Carter, even, even with the scarcity and the limited supply right now. Now it's before we get into play of the week, hobby tip of the week, Andy. I'm going to give one. Uh, make sure you're sending the right card to somebody. Uh, I, I got a Drew Brees patch card that I was really excited about. We've talked about the game-worn patches. Got one for extremely cheap. So it wasn't like the be-all, end-all, but I was really excited to get the card. I was having a crappy week. First off, the packaging was horrible. It was sent in a eight by eleven envelope. Uh, it was it was someone new in the hobby, right? Not mad at him at all. Not mad at him that he sent the Javante Williams card, a Javante Williams mosaic base insert instead of a Drew Brees card. I'm wearing a Drew Brees shirt right now, Andy. Uh, I'm, I wasn't mad, and here's why I wasn't mad because the seller handled this beautifully he said return it to me which i did i'll handle all of it and guess what he handled it so two things if you make a mistake and you are clearly in the wrong we've all done it right if you own up to the mistake as the seller of the card you everything just goes more smoothly right so Number one, make sure you're sending the right card to the right person, because if you are selling a lot of cards, it's easy to get mixed up. It's easy to, you know, print out a bunch of labels, slap them on a, uh, a bubble mailer and just put the, the card in the wrong one. It happens, right? But if you do make the mistake, fix it. I know it's a pain in the rear end. Just fix it. And it makes it a lot easier for the buyer who's frustrated as well at your mistake. So if you handle it the way that this guy handled it, which was world-class and uh, it goes a long way, it really does. So that's my hobby tip of the week. I think that's smart, Carter. So would you be upset if I sent you uh, one of these Albert the Gator mascots in the mail? (laughs) I would love a Florida Gator uh, silver prism mascot rookie card. It would be a wonderful thing to start a backyard fire with. I <laughs> would love it. Huh? Huh? Um, yeah, I had no clue. They, in 2019, they made mascot cards for the uh, Prism Collegiate Draft Pick set. It was really cool. You can get them for like four or five bucks, like a different, couple different color parallels. They've got your your LSU Tigers on here. I did buy the uh the albert the gator i was expecting to have it in my hand for this show so i could troll you with it uh, a little bit but i'll just have to show you a picture of it and uh i'll mail it to you i'm i'm gonna tell you i'm I'm sending you a um you know leonard fournette i'm sending your leonard fournette slab back but it'll actually be albert the gator that shows up <laughs> i love it man april Fool's is right around the corner why not oh, that's true that's true i have to think of something else now because i just ruined that no, it's all it's all good, man. The funny thing is, is you know something else. This is a hobby. It is called a hobby. Take it seriously, but don't take it too serious. All right. At the same time, it's sports cards, right? Yeah. I know our 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 dreams is to all own a hobby shop and make a thousand dollars on a cello pack, uh, which seems to be the prices on some cello packs now. Um, so I'm going to give you my play of the week here, Andy, before, um, you give yours, 
be weary of buying retail now. Okay. So last year with retail, guess what? You can get a Prism Cello pack for eight, nine, ten dollars. Okay. Now cello packs at Walmart, Target, wherever. Andy, I bought two this morning for $17.50. Okay. $17.50 each for a 15 card cello pack, right? The cards in that pack, especially if it's a cello pack, are very unlikely to even equal up to $10 in value. So once again, if you're somebody that wants the thrill of opening a pack of cards to yourself or with your family or with your kids, go right on ahead and get those retail products. And I understand why retail prices went up, Andy, because people were buying them in mass and flipping it. I totally get that Panini wants a bigger piece of that pie, but that doesn't mean that you as a buyer needs to go out there and just buy them, right? It's just, it's, I understand that there's some people that want to get a cello pack and sell it on eBay for $30. Is it even worth that though uh, to buy it up? No, it, it's not now at that price point. So do what you want when you buy retail, but my play of the week is that money that you could, and, and it's kind of like a hobby tip of the week, but that money that you could have spent on, that, that you spent on retail could have gone towards another card that you might be chasing. So my play of the week is making sure you don't break your bank on retail. I like it, man. The prices, yeah, like you said, have doubled. Um, and and what's wild, right? So you look at Trevor Lawrence. He's got a hundred and di- hundred and one different mosaic cards. But <sighs> yeah, out out of a hundred and one, I would say that probably only like twenty to thirty of those are actually going to be profitable cards. Um, I mean, you could probably flip them in short term, right, uh, and do okay. But like after all these other products come out. Um, these are going to lose value, especially we talked about what potentially could happen in 2022. And then you look at the price of the sealed product. I would also say stay away from buying cello packs off eBay. Uh, the the sellers out there selling these on eBay, some of them, I would maybe, maybe more of them than less of them are weighing the packs. And like you can even get really tricky and open the pack, take out the good cards and glue them back together with base cards. Uh, we've seen that happen a lot. So my recommendation is stick to sealed boxes. If you're going to buy um, a sealed product on a secondary marketplace like eBay, that's not from like a, a distribution house like Steel City Collectibles or Blowout Car or something like that, then stick with sealed boxes because you don't know who is tampered with that product or what they've done if they've examined it. And so your your chances of getting the hit go down even more if you're buying a, those packs instead of boxes on on eBay. Mm-mm. Andy, uh, you 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 hyped this up previous. I'm I'm excited for your play of the week, man. All right, so so my play of the week is um, I mean, look, the NFC is kind of wide open, um, and the Cardinals. I'm going to go to the Cardinals because there's a lot of vacated targets. There's over 100 vacated targets from Christian Kirk leaving that offense. Uh, and a lot of his slaps, uh, a lot of his slaps, a lot of his snaps came out of the slot. See, I put those two words together. You like that? <laughs> a, lot like of his, <laughs> a lot of his slaps came out of the slot. And uh, and so, you know, that's going to leave a lot of vacated targets. So I'm targeting Rondale Moore. Ooh. Rondale Moore was electric in college. I mean, the guy is incredibly elusive, fast. 
He might not be the biggest guy. He's pretty small, but he is a slot monster, man. And he's shown to actually, he's got like a 73rd percentile wingspan for only being 5'7". It's, it's crazy. And he runs a sub 4'4 speed. Um, we saw him have a couple games where it was like, whoa, now everybody knows who Rondell Moore is now, you know, but that it was very far and few in between. He did not get very much opportunity in the offense with all those mouths to feed. Now Christian Kirk is gone. That's wheels up for Rondell Moore. Um, and you can find his 2021 rookie ticket autos for like $20 right now, Carter, on card. Ooh. Same variation that Jamar Chases are going for almost 1000 You get his for around 20 I love the investment potentially flip it beginning of the season. He has him a couple touchdown game with 150 yards. You see that, you know, triple quadruple in value. It's it's just going up to $40. I mean, or, you know, or if you bought him at 20, go up to 60, 70 bucks. Hey, that's very doable. You can, uh, you can make those kind of flips like that. Purdue. I like it. Rondale Moore. That's such a good hobby tip of the week. Andy, this was another fun episode once again give us five star reviews okay go uh subscribe to the youtube channel all that good stuff and i cannot wait for next week man um, because hopefully by next week my main pc guy tyron matthew finally has a team I, I i need to know where the badger is going so subscribe all that good stuff and um it, it goes a long way and andy's had so many great videos out sets to avoid all that good stuff make sure you check it out right here on the quest baby hey and we've been and we've been calling these moves right too man we've been calling moves right if you guys go back and you take pull receipts on our previous shows we've called a lot of moves right including last week what did i say about lombardi lenny three-year contract with the buccaneers today carter i i i thought in my heart of hearts i thought he was going to come back because him and brady are boys but it feels good that he's back. Even as a Saints fan, I'm too big of a Fournette fan to not be excited that he's back in Tampa. Go on ahead, Lenny. You tote that rock, young man. I'm so let's go, Lenny. And 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 your Saints are stuck with Jameis Winston for two more years. <laughs> you know what's funny? I kind of like his rookie ticket auto buy. They're floating around like 140, 150. Uh I'm just throwing it out there. And ironically, that rookie ticket auto is in a Buccaneers uniform. But anyway, we'll talk to you next week, baby. Peace. See y'all. Peace.